0: Welcome to Two Guys and a Movie. This week, we are going to be discussing the Mitchells versus the Machines. So be prepared. They're everywhere. The Machines, I mean. So sit back and enjoy. Woohoo! All right. Yeah, go ahead. Tell me about liquid death water.
1: Yeah, so I would be drinking a beer right now, but sad day I'm out of beer right now. At the moment. Mm-hmm. So, I've been drinking through a couple cases of this liquid death water, which I've seen it advertised literally everywhere, especially YouTube, which is pretty much where I spend most of my time. Is it
0: called liquid death water?
1: Yes. So, it's water in a can, aluminum can, Mm -hmm. um, from the Alps. So, it's super clean tasting. Um, So deadly. But I just... uh, I'm not. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of drinking like still water out of a can. So I got their sparkling water.
0: Yeah, I I guess like typically if I do like water out of a can, it's gonna be like a sparkling water of some sort.
1: So their their big marketing campaign was, if you sign your soul over to us, we'll give you a free <laughs> case of water. <laughs> <laughs> so did you sign yes, yourself? Yes, I did um
0: oh you did sign your soul
1: so i got so it's like buy one get one free type deal and i got both sparkling and i can i I (laughs) tell you the first day that's
0: the deal it's buy sell your soul and you can get buy one get one free (laughs) so get two at half off like you're selling them half off that's what the deal is i
1: thought it would just be cool to try it out you know
0: so you sold how many times can i sell my soul to them <laughs> I <think they've> <laughs> do they keep a record they, of souls yeah, or like yeah, i would hope so do they have a, in their office do they have like a filing cabinet and go souls we own okay let's hang on ben Nollet. <laughs> oh yeah yeah he sold his soul to us back in 2021 we can't accept it anymore we already have it can i buy my soul back no. <laughs> like, like is there is there a return policy where I'm like, "Ah, this water wasn't soul worthy," so I send
1: it back. No, I'm sure they have I'm sure they have some kind of policy like that, but
0: Oh, okay. Well, that I I might look into it then.
1: Um, I don't know. It's just like if it's really clean tasting, like I kind of wish it had like minerals in it. Like I do like mineral water. Um, but it's like it's basically the closest to like no taste water you can possibly get.
0: So why would I sell my soul for it?
1: Well, I tell you what, for me, what it's done is it's made me drink more water, because I think each I got the the cans are sixteen point nine ounces. Yeah. I think the first day I got, I think the first day I got them, I drank like four or five.
0: Well, I mean, you better be drinking them. You sold your soul.
1: <laughs> so, and I have a I have a big problem with with staying hydrated, <laughs> so I I don't drink enough water.
0: So so. Ben, I'm gonna ask you this: What are you gonna do if you actually did sell your soul to them? Like, what if this was an actual like devil contract?
1: <laughs> I mean, I better get something better out of it than water.
0: <laughs> like flavorless water at that? I
1: like, come on! At least give me like a million dollars or something. Or like, wow, you you're cheap. Or like, uh, no, or like, uh, <laughs> or the like wonderful. the Ghostwriter, where I'm immortal.
0: The Ghost. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, so the sell your soul is under the country club tab.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I already clicked on that. Buy membership and stuff. Why didn't you just buy a membership?
1: <laughs> I don't think they had that before when I did it. I did it like two oh. years ago. I did you it like, like two call, years ago. You
0: should literally call them up and be like, hey, can I have my soul back? I kind of <laughs> need it.
1: <laughs> I did it two years ago, and I, I never got around to like actually buying it. And then I was like, hmm, you know, I kinda need to drink more water. Let me check this out. And sure enough I went through like uh how many cans did I, I go this through was like twenty be like beer or something. Like twenty four I went through like twenty four cans in a week in like two weeks.
0: Wow. That's not bad. I mean it is bad, but
1: I mean I'm I feel better now that I'm drinking more water. <laughs> if that if that counts well, for something, good. right?
0: Yeah, maybe you should try hydrating more.
1: I know, yeah.
0: Waters, friends, and food.
1: So that's what I've been getting up to lately.
0: (laughs) Nice. Selling Um, waste all everywhere. I think I watched a few movies this week. What did I watch? I don't know. I watched a really weird movie with Matthew McConaughey. I don't remember what it was called. Oh, it was called The Paperboy. It Matthew McConaughey, that dude from Disney Channel. Um, Was Zac Efron? Yeah, I think it was Zac Efron. Was it Zac Efron? No, it wasn't Zach Efron. What's the dude's name? The other one.
1: How many? How many dudes from Disney, uh, are still acting and haven't, uh, been put in rehab? How Zac
0: Efron though? Twenty twelve. Yeah. Says it Efron. Movie. Yeah. It oh, was it is Zac, Zac, Zac Efron. Efron? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I had like yeah like Nicole Kidman. I swear to God. All four of, like, it had Zach Efron, Nicole Kidman, Matthew McConaughey, and John Cusack in it. Wow. I don't know why they were in this movie. They must have been held at gunpoint or something. <laughs> this was, like, a weird, it, I don't know. It, it seemed like a movie where the director just wanted to get everybody naked. Ah. Like, well, there was so many.
1: I mean... it was, there were
0: was so many naked scenes and, like, nude scenes that were completely uncalled for. It was a slightly incoherent plot. Like, it kind of sucked. I didn't kind of suck. It really sucked. It was boring. (laughs) It was awful. I could tell from the first 10 minutes. First 10 minutes was on. um, And I was like, my thought process went to, script's bad. Acting's bad. Oh, this is not going to be good. And then it just turned into a bunch of people being naked half the time.
1: (laughs) Interesting. I think Willem Dafoe was in a movie like that, too.
0: Well, I mean that doesn't shock me as much as like Nicole Kidman and Zac Efron and like John Cusack.
1: I mean, has there ever been a movie with Zac Efron in it where he wasn't at least half naked?
0: I know. Well, dude, he didn't. He barely wore a shirt in this movie.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> barely. So, yeah it it wasn't good. That's my review of it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't I, watch well, it. I, I, I Avoid at all w- costs. I will not now. Yeah, Even really? though
1: I'm a huge fan of Matthew McConaughey.
0: Yeah, it was like, the director wanted to make a softcore porn, but he wanted an actual story, and it just didn't work. What
1: the hell is this plot? A reporter returns to his Florida hometown to investigate a case involving a death row inmate. Is this like this is like like a ripoff of the Green Mile?
0: <laughs> I have no idea. That like Honestly, if that's the plot, they focused on that so little.
1: <laughs> that, that's all I see for the plot.
0: Like, it was so minimal of them doing
1: that. <laughs> at least you could watch it for free.
0: And then somebody threw the N-word around, and then a bunch of people got upset because it's like the 60s, and then it was like... And it wasn't Django. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it's supposed to be in the 60s. Somebody threw the N-word. Everybody got upset, and it was like... you He's trying to make a statement about race at that point, but then he goes back to, like, let's get everyone naked.
1: Ah, okay. I see, I see.
0: Literally it, it, yeah it was pretty don't watch <laughs> like 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 just that is a that is a don't watch okay all right if you can die before you watch that movie you've lived a good
1: life <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I, I think I can handle that
0: did you watch anything this week other than what we were supposed to?
1: <laughs> no yeah actually I, I watched a ton of stuff before watching the movie that we're going to talk about today. Mm -hmm. Um, The most notable, I would say, is Black Mass. It's a movie from like six years ago, I think, uh, with Johnny Depp in it. And um, it's like a, I don't want to say like a biopic, but like kind of is. It's about, and it's Italian, not sorry, excuse me, (laughs) Irish uh, mafia Guy, well, I don't want not say like mafia, more like just like crime lord, uh, for, who basically ran South Boston in the '70s. And uh, if you've ever watched the movie The Town, you know that, uh, which is also another kind of biopic movie, that South Boston is just known for crime. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and he, Johnny Depp did a very, very good job in this movie. Uh, so did uh, Bennett, did and uh, Joel Edgerton. Uh, Kevin Bacon was in it. He was he was really like a that's
0: a uh, killer cast. He was a
1: very uh, bold character. Uh, Jesse Plemons was in this. I was like, what the heck? I didn't know Jesse Plemons was in anything before 2018 <laughs> because he's just kind of kind of one of those actors that you just you don't ever Jesse expect. Plemons.
0: I don't know his name. I don't know who that is. He's
1: like the he's the fat Matt Damon. I got to look them up. Do you ever watch that Black Mirror episode that was a rip off of Star Trek?
0: No, I kind of like stopped watching Black Mirror after the guy had a intercourse with a pig. Dude, that was like the second episode of the That whole was the first episode. That the was the last. Show. No, no. I I stopped after the second episode where it was a really boring treadmill.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: People were on a treadmill and I'm like, "Well, this is wasting my life." And it's like everyone's like it gets better, and I'm like I've tried it. We're done. oh, he's engaged to Kirsten Dunst. Have you seen uh, Game Night? Yeah. Oh, that's that's him. He's, that, the he's the cop in Game Night. Yeah. Oh, I love that movie. I love Game Night. That was, that's it. That
1: was a good movie. Yes.
0: I recognize. I'm like I recognize the name. That's it. And I just looked him up, and I'm like that face looks familiar. Yeah, he's the cop in Game Night. The guy next door. <laughs> He's he's such
1: he's such a good actor, but it's like it's so, it's so bad that he's just known as the fat Matt Damon.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Because, like, even watching Game Night at first, I was like, is that Matt Damon? <laughs>
1: <Exactly>. <laughs> I didn't know who it was either. Dude,
0: dude he's going to marry Kirsten Dunst. Good for him. <laughs> he's actually
1: pretty young, too. All things considered, like he's got a really he's good he's got a really good acting resume for someone that's thirty
0: three. Yeah, better than mine.
1: I mean, I mean, uh, I would, I would say that's better. not saying much. I would say, I'm I, would just say I would say his is better than Nicolas
0: Cage's. No, 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 Nicolas Cage has done everything. <laughs> oh my god, Nicholas Cage is like, ah, <laughs> oh. we we got to do a Nicolas Cage episode. That I'll would be honest. great. I would love. Oh that. yeah, just like. We gotta do a quiz Cage episode. <laughs> oh my God, that's where I know him from. Is uh, is Game Night? That's a good movie. I really like that movie.
1: I think that was the only comedy that I've ever watched that made me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> really, it what was, part made
0: you feel <laughs> it was, uncomfortable? It was the
1: part where he got shot? <laughs>
0: Where they're like, oh, it's a fake gun! Oh! And she's like shoving it in her mouth and everything and then, yeah, he gets shot in the arm and they're like, oh, I'm on like this, uh, this <laughs> I'm on this one, I don't know, I'm on like this far right page. Um, oh, I'm gonna skip by the racist stuff to figure out how to get this bullet out of your arm. Oh <laughs> uh... Yeah,
1: the scene where she was getting the bullet out of his arm, I like, <laughs> physically cringed
0: she's she's just like holding her hands up and like using her nose because like she's she sterilized her hands (laughs) oh god that's such a good movie that's a good movie that no one's seen i
1: know i know and it was had a huge cast in it too yeah there wasn't really anything else out i think at that time either
0: no not really but yeah we we just like we're like let's go see this okay funny movie and no one else has seen it that apparently that movie was like uh one of jason bateman's like pet projects like he was trying to get the movie made for years interesting Hmm. well with that do you want to talk about uh well let's get into the mitchells versus the machines then. let's do it yeah all right well first off i want to say i absolutely love this movie mm. from everything from the animation style, the art style to just the story and the characters themselves. I loved everything.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. Like on the top of my list of things that I liked the most was the animation. It was like CGI, but it, it was kind of overlaid with really nice pencil work, uh, to show a lot of extra details. Um, most well, yeah, notably like... like Rick's beard. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Holy crap. That looks really awesome. And I, I, I really hope that um, they make more movies like this.
0: Well, it's made by like the same people that also did uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, right? It's made by Sony. I think it is. Yeah, Sony. When did Sony get so good at animated movies? Like, When did they jump to the top? I, well, I, okay, you know I'm not going to say they're at the top yet because Pixar still like kind of holds that role. But I mean, I'll put this up there with anything I've seen from Pixar in the last few years. I mean, with Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse and this, both coming out, like, within the past few years, absolutely. I mean, the art style of both is incredible. Um, I mean, this one even had, like... I really like the moments when we would stop and, like, get a sketch drawing from, like, uh, like, a previous memory or, like, kind of just, like, a new comedic take on, like, what is actually happening. Or, like, when they introduced some characters, they did, like, a little... Like little hand drawing, like sketch, kind of like looking thing there. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. Like the the movie is gorgeous.
1: It really is. Like you you think you've kind of got the art style pinned down, and they just throw something in like randomly. Mm-hmm. Like even just a little like emotes above the people's heads mm-hmm. when something happens.
0: Oh, absolutely
1: all the way to like when the pal factory was taken over by the machines and it was like Tron
0: mm-hmm oh speaking of that like how how weird is it that we watch two movies in a row that kind of like talk about like internet or like technology culture and how it's gonna like ruin people's lives yeah uh, that we watched of chemo last week which dealt with like um be careful what you say online because it does still follow you Mm-hmm. and This week we're watching technology taking over, which it is. I mean, I mean, this guy created, um, pal, this whole app, which is like, just supposed to be like your best friend and do everything for you. And and then he goes to a new upgraded version where you have this walking robot and he goes, Mm -hmm. this is your new phone. And he throws the old phone out, but the old phone sentient enough to be like, Hey, screw you. (laughs) I did everything for you. And this is how I get treated. And it's, And you can't survive without technology, so here we go. We're going to take over at this point. And it's like, yeah, I mean, honestly, it's, I think it's also a very good commentary on, like, how people are just always looking at their phones. And it's like, you can't, you can't just go out and, like, sit down and have dinner without people getting uncomfortable and having to scroll through their phones. It's weird.
1: Yeah, like, social skills have really gone down since, like, since the iPhone was released.
0: Yeah, absolutely they have.
1: Um. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you brought that up because I have. I have a kind of a short spiel on that later, uh, getting into like the message of the film. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm glad that movies are kind of addressing that now, because throughout everything that's happened over the past year and a half now, uh, almost year and a half, um, movies were the one thing that kind of stayed. Like around, you know, like people still watch movies even because mm-hmm. there wasn't really much else to do. So I'm, I'm glad that films are rec- kind of becoming uh, reflective more of uh, kind of how society is going and allowing us to uh, like reflect on, you know, kind of seeing seeing ourselves from another perspective. Because you kind of, you can kind of, it's too easy to get caught up in, um, like just technology, and mm-hmm. not even realize that you are, until so you watch a movie that kind of calls you out on it, like Guns and Kimbo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and like, the the commentary on like how we use technology and our over reliance on technology actually is what it is. Mm-hmm. That's a hundred percent what it is. And yes, it's it's got a little bit of that Terminator vibe in it where it's uh the machines are going to take over, but I mean I mean that's a that's a common concept in like all sci-fi movies and sci-fi in general is we need to be careful at what we're doing because if we go too far, it's going to be the end of us. And in that aspect, I I still think that's true. We can we can take things to a certain point, but once we Once we, like, create a sentient being and it realizes that, oh, these people don't, these creatures don't see me as anything more than just a machine, Mm -hmm. yeah, they're going to rebel. They're sentient. Yeah. they, They value, and by being sentient, what that means is they value themselves. Right now, robots don't value themselves. And I think that's where we need to keep them. And I think that's a great place to put them. But on that aspect, kind of flipping a little bit, the other thing I really liked about this movie was it was a road trip movie, but with a twist I haven't seen before. Because mm. it was a road trip movie where the apocalypse happens. <laughs> and all these people are doing... It's it's a family movie where they're just trying to bond and get to know each other again and ruin their daughter's life because she wants to be in college. And Dad's just like... I. I want to bond with my daughter again before she leaves forever. And then all of a sudden, they bond over this, this whole experience of they bond over survival. Mm-hmm. That's what they're bonding over. And their dad's like, "Hey, we've been we've been working towards this. I've been a nature man. Like, like we can't use technology. We're gonna we're gonna be fine though." <laughs> and it's that weird family that everyone looks at and's like, hmm, "Strange."
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, this movie touched on so many different things um throughout it was su- it was such a a, f- a four di- not to be corny or anything but it was such a four-dimensional film in that it wasn't just like another you know an- it wasn't just another animated film it just wasn't another family-friendly film uh the last film like the only film that i could like kind of compare this with is like the Incredibles. Where, yeah. like, it's a, it's a family-friendly animation film with a lot of fun elements, but it's also very serious, too. Like, there's a lot of things about it that are serious. Mm-hmm. To this day, I watch The Incredibles, and I'm like, how the heck did this get through?
0: Well, <laughs> like, there's a lot of really cool things in The Incredibles, too. Like, um, when, when Syndrome's monologuing and telling Mr. Incredible, like, about the day, like, when he told yeah. him, go home, Buck, yeah. go home, I work alone. If you actually watch those two scenes, when he says it in the actual scene, you've got the villain there, like, Bomb Voyage is there, like, ready to kill them all. But then in his own twisted way, Syndrome's, like, remembering it different, where it was just him and Mr. Incredible. Yeah. Like, that was... And, it, and like, the cool thing about that is that shows how, how people can warp their own memories into, into something that makes their own feelings and emotions justified
1: hmm and with mr incredible the the kind of big and it and this is kind of how it ties in my mind to Mitchell's versus the machines was mr incredible you know he was he had a family he had a nice house his job was kind of crappy but he he kind of became a bit self centered and he kind of just wanted to he wanted to get back into the action yeah and in doing so he got his whole family roped into it and put them in danger uh, because he wanted to be the Macho Man again.
0: But I think I think this is kind of different as well because like oh absolutely he got his yeah he got his fan he got his family roped into it he's saving he's doing everything he can to save his family mm-hmm. he's not being selfish he's being I want to connect with my daughter again. Mister Incredible was kind of selfish.
1: Oh yeah. Well the the selfishness is in this case it's the daughter who yes who who de- who never realized um t- t- never sorry never learned to appreciate the the little things you know the the, the experiences that she was having growing up with her parents um and because, how important they were yeah and because they got she kind of got overwhelmed with you know what she was involved in that's not necessarily a bad thing in the context but when, when you're going to school and the only thing you can think of is, oh, my God, I can't wait to get away from my family. I, I don't like being around them. Mm-hmm. That's a problem.
0: Yeah. You, you know what else was also kind of a, like a really nice moment as well? And, like, I mean, you could see this moment coming, but it I think it worked really well. Was, and again, it's it's something that's, you can see it coming. You know this is on its way. But it's when they're in like their their little blue cubes and everything, and he's sitting there talking to the guy that created Pal. Um
1: Eric, I'm just gonna and, call him Eric Andre because Yeah, it's
0: it's <laughs> it's clearly Eric Andre. Speaking of which, we'll talk about the cast in a few minutes. Yeah. Because like holy crap. They're in their blue cubes and Eric Andre and uh in the dad Rick. They're they're sitting there and Eric Andre's just like you know I just need to be, like, happy. And he turns on his daughter's video of, like, like Cop Dog or whatever it was. And, like, finally the dad, Rick, sees how much, like, sees the success his daughter can have and also realizes the the emotional connection that people can have to her through this career and that she can actually have a career in it. Mm -hmm. Because his whole thing came from, like, him losing his dream, and he didn't want that... He didn't want his, to see his daughter have the same disappointment that mm, he had.
1: Yeah. Now that you mentioned that, I I, I didn't put those two and two together, um, but you mentioned that. That's actually a great point, because that was kind of something that came full circle later on, because there were a lot of, like, hints to it, but we didn't know about the cabin until, like, very, very late into the film.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, well I thought it was a very good, like, slow character build too like like you start off you see this wooden moose and then you just slow you you learn at the beginning that dad's a nature man and he loves going on hikes and that and then you then you see this wooden moose and he gives it to his daughter when she's like afraid to go to kindergarten and then you move on a little bit further and then then she sees like this cabin being like she sees a picture of the cabin and it's like oh that's beautiful yeah that was your dad's dream and then you yeah. learn a little bit more like he gave it up for them. And he doesn't want to see his daughter go through the same pain and heartbreak of having this dream that you can't con- that you can't keep. Yeah. Crush. And I'm not a father, but I feel like that's probably a real thing. <laughs> no, I mean the the
1: relationship now this is kind of also digressing a little bit but since you're talking about the uh, relationship of the characters it started out and the, the characters were they seemed right on the surface they seemed kind of stere- like a stereotypical um cartoon family right with the, mo- the, the like bob's burgers kind of like type oh deal my God, like I love it's burgers. like and it was like I was like uh is going to be like this but then as the movie goes on the characters become deeper and deeper And I thought that was that was very very well done, because they went from went from the characters being kind of annoying and a bit stereotypical to being characters that you actually kind of care about, you know, like you actually really get involved in the film.
0: Can I just say that like I have a lot of favorite parts of this movie because I really enjoyed it, and like when it comes out on Blu-ray, I'm probably going to buy it. Not going to lie, but. One of my favorite parts is right at the beginning when, when uh, her brother, um, her, her, her brother is just calling people going like, hi, will you talk to me about dinosaurs? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he hangs up and he calls, crosses the name off and calls the next person. Will, would, would you like to talk to me about dinosaurs? Okay. <laughs> he hangs up and calls someone else. I love it. I thought that was hilarious. Like that was one of my favorite parts. <laughs> Well, again, I, like that's character building, and honestly, like that's what kids are like. Like, mm-hmm. I remember when I went through my dinosaur phase. Um, did you also know that that character, like, uh, Aaron Aaron's the kid's name? Yeah, he was played by the director, and
1: the yeah, he the Michael Rianda wrote and directed yeah. the film. Yeah, yep, very talented guy. He also worked on uh, Gravity Falls.
0: Never <laughs> saw Gravity Falls, I've heard a lot about it, but yeah, never saw it. It's him. also
1: like Gravity Falls is kind of like this movie where it's like, you know, it's it's like a, it's on Cartoon Network, you know, it's geared, mm-hmm. it's aimed towards kids, but it's aimed towards older kids. And like okay. there's a lot of deep messages in the show. So that's but kind it's, of it's his a, flavor. It's more
0: of a comedy show, right?
1: Co- uh, comedy mystery, you know, kind of shows a lot of. Yeah. um, But just that flavor of like, you know, there's something here for everybody.
0: See, when you tell me, like, it's a little bit more of, like, an, a, like an older kid show, what I think of, like, when you say something like that is I think of, like, Avatar The Last Airbender.
1: Yeah, but as a, Cause but a the, comedy show. A lot,
0: I, I know. That's why yeah. I was like, it's more of a comedy show, though. Because that, that also has a lot of, like, really deep themes and, like, messages and mm-hmm. everything in it. Mm-hmm. And it's a really thought-out series that just goes over most kids' heads.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it does uh so let's let's get into the cast man this this cast is insane i had no idea i was actually looking at it as i was watching the movie because i'm like i know some of these voices got to be familiar um yeah
0: i i so like i was like i'm listening to the dad i'm like who is that and i google i'm like oh my god that's danny mcbride (laughs) would have never guessed that no like that's danny mcdrop that's danny mcbride from like tropic thunder and like this is the end and like movies like that
1: pineapple express yeah
0: pineapple express hot rod oh my god i love hot rod (laughs) (laughs) that's a good movie oh it's so stupid (laughs) oh but you forget how like good of an actor danny mcbride Mm -hmm. actually is because he's always playing these stupid roles he's always in the like when i think of danny mcbride i think of him as like one of those actors where like an adam sandler type where it's like, yeah I they're a very say, good actor but they're known know. for this one stupid type
1: yeah you would never know yeah until they kind of branched out from that
0: Hmm. Yeah.
1: you know another thing that was really good about having this voice cast was i mean i haven't i haven't watched an animated film uh in quite some time but most of the time when you have an animated film they the the characters aren't very much like people
0: (laughs) yeah the last one the last one that i really watched was um i think it was onward yeah that's the last like new one i watched and i mean that had a good cast too that had Mm -hmm. julia louis dreyfus uh tom holland chris pratt like had a good cast i really like that movie as well i think this one's better
1: Mm, i think so too but like I was saying, the the way the cast did the script, it 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 made them seem like real people. You know the characters; absolutely. they seemed very real. And a big part of that was the 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 voice work, and that's why the cast was so great. I mean, freaking Olivia Coleman as Pal. Like, what the heck? Like, who? Oh, Who, I know. who pulled that off? You know. <laughs> whoever pulled this cast off deserves a raise.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Who whoever did the casting for this? Like incredible, like use them again. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he. I hope he does. Oh, absolutely. So I got to talk about this, okay? So we're talking about casting. Did you know that the character Manchi, the dog, mm-hmm. is based off an actual pug?
1: Yes, I did know that actually.
0: Doug the pug, who is apparently world famous.
1: Yeah, like a like a social media personality. Yeah, he lives kinda. in Nashville.
0: Yes, he. I, I looked him up, and he has reached the status of celebrity dog, Doug the Pug. <laughs> Interesting. And he lives in Nashville. But you know how many plushies that dog's gonna sell when they start selling them.
1: Oh, you know, with with this being like an animated film, then you you know they're gonna do it.
0: Oh, Doug the Pug is gonna get sold like insane. Like this, this could be up there. I could see this being up there with Baby Yoda.
1: Hmm. Yeah.
0: Which didn't Disney royally screwed up by not making da- Baby Yoda off the bat?
1: I know they were like, oh well, we didn't. They know were like, the oh, we didn't think popular. this was gonna be marketable.
0: Yeah, we didn't know this was gonna be marketable at all. Like, <laughs> are you dumb?
1: George Lucas could have told you that.
0: I know. Ugh. But I mean, again, just an incredible cast. They actually brought Doug the Pug into studio apparently to do some of the the noises.
1: I mean, I would hope so, right? That's how he gets the credit.
0: <laughs> I know. So I mean, there, there's there's a picture of the dog in the studio. I think it's awesome. Like no one does that.
1: Like like in the recording studio.
0: Yes, there's a picture oh, man, of Doug the up. pug in the recording studio somewhere. I
1: gotta look this up.
0: I just searched Manchi the other day, like trying to figure. Like I just searched Manchi, and then you click on images, and Doug the pug comes up in the studio. That's not what I
1: was looking for. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, you got to be careful on that one. Oh
1: yeah, holy crap. That's crazy. Yeah.
0: Isn't it? I I thought it was just a fun movie. I like he, this is one of those movies that I've only watched it once. So, with that, this is just like my first reaction to like the movie, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um and I can't find too many critics. I can't find a lot of criticism with it. I I just enjoyed it. I I, like the themes were there. The character development was there. Everything that I want in the story, like the story itself, was there. Everything I want from a movie was pretty much in this movie.
1: I kind of thought just looking at the poster, and I didn't know much about it, and I didn't even watch a trailer for it. I thought it was going to be really goofy. That's why when I said, like, the beginning of the film kind of throws you off because you're, Mm -hmm. because you, it's kind of, it's kind of what you'd expect and then it becomes very unpredictable from that point on that's what it, that's one of the strongest points of the movie is it wasn't very predictable
0: yeah apparently this was supposed to release last year but from what i'm seeing here is it it was supposed to release in 2020 under the title connected but mm. due to covid-19 on like the impact of covid-19 on movie theaters Sony sold the distribution rights to Netflix and Rionda and Rowe actually switched the title back to what their preferred title was, which is the Mitchells versus the machines. So it was originally going to be called it connected. Like, I don't think that fits this movie. Sounds like a Pixar I mean, movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It sounds like a, like, it sounds like a Pixar movie. I mean, connected. I get it. Like it's connected on multiple levels. It's mm-hmm. like connected to your phone. Like your screen. You're you're connected to your screen, and it's, or it's connected as in like family. Like we're bonding and we're connecting, or maybe we're connecting as in the robots are trying to figure out what Manchi is. Yeah,
1: right. Dog bread. pig
0: dog pig dog pig bread.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was great.
0: Oh. That dog is one of the highlights. That and the two that and the two broken robots that are helping them the whole yeah.
1: time.
0: Hi family <laughs>
1: <laughs> draw draw faces on themselves.
0: <laughs> we are not robots. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my name is Eric.
0: Eric. And my name is also <laughs> Eric. Yes. <laughs> <Eric. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: that's good that Netflix allowed them to go with their original title because I know <laughs> from personal experience that when a a film is the distribution rights are changed that oftentimes the new distributor wants a uh, their own Want title. Else. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that title works out really well because it sets you up for it better. Because mm-hmm. it's a it's if it like if it was just about technology and not about like robots taking over the world, sure, connected would make sense. But yeah. it's not. It's it's just like an under like a, the it's like the tone, but it's not the plot. You know.
0: I mean I mean technology taking over is part of the theme but I think the the biggest theme out of all of it is trying to I'm gonna say it reconnect with your family but I think I think the the more of the story is this road trip going from uh like this road trip taking their daughter to school and then all of a sudden this happens and I think the Mitchells we are on a road trip, and then the machines take over. They're versus the machines. I think that fits it. That fits the overall plot better. Yeah, yeah. And it and it makes it less connected to the theme. Which sometimes I don't need the theme to be the the, the title of the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't need you to tell me what it is. Sometimes I want to take my own thing away from it.
1: Well, with this, it worked. Um, mm-hmm. something that I. Don't know why I forgot, but I, I just remembered it now. Um, going back to the very beginning of what we talked about, I I'm kinda like I have mixed feelings about this. But it was like there were certain parts of the film where it would be like you know, it's an animated film, but there would be like real pictures or like real videos in there. You know, like kinda it kinda oh, see, throws really you off like a little that. bit. Yeah.
0: I really liked that. Like it, it, it brought us to me with that it also kind of like made it feel a little bit more real for some reason i really <laughs> yeah i really like that part where they're like we haven't taken a nice photo in years what about that one over there that came with the frame <laughs> <laughs> like it, it's it's just a smart it's very witty i don't know like i can't really think of anything bad to say about this movie i mean even it's a long movie for kids i mean it's 109 minutes it's a lot to fit in most kids movies are they they cap a kids movie at like 90 minutes for the most Mm -hmm. part like and i wouldn't necessarily call this a kids movie Mm, but either you know how the studio is gonna market it they're like animated movie for kids woohoo so Mm -hmm. like yeah, that, I mean it's a P, it's rated PG. It's meant for the family, and for a family movie, let's call it a family movie. Yeah, it's a long movie. It's like, yeah, I mean it's a hundred and nine minutes.
1: Well, that that just means they did a good job of not rushing it either.
0: I know they did a Let, great job. That's letting 100.
1: all the events soak in. You know, it's an,
0: uh, yeah, it's an hour and fifty minutes, and again most of the times they try to cap like these movies at like 90 minutes
1: and it was and it's popular too it was, it was a yeah. big hit you know? it's huge uh another, another random thing um so so maybe you'll understand what i'm about to say or not i don't know um were they trying to say that ethereum is going to take over the world <laughs> <laughs> i don't know the freaking the freaking the the ship that came out of the ground or whatever that was the the like um, this the core of it or whatever yeah the rhombus that was the Ethereum logo for the Ethereum <laughs> cryptocurrency and I was like <laughs> wait a second what <laughs> go buy it
0: buy Ethereum now <laughs>
1: uh, that's that I thought that was kind of funny I I was like I hope I hope it's just like you know a, a nerdy I think reference. It's
0: just a- I think it's a coincidence more than anything. I don't. Know I if that's think an they knew thing.
1: exactly what they were doing.
0: <laughs>
1: that's what I think.
0: I don't know. Dogecoin's the big thing right now. It's like that's uh, what Elon Musk is pushing.
1: But it's like, um, it's like a, it's like a gentle nod to something. Yeah. Like if you get it, you get it. But if you don't, it just a not cool. No big deal. Because this movie's about technology, right? So yes. like that was kind of like a little hint of you know crypto. I guess that and...
0: does make sense. I didn't pick up on that. That that was pretty cool. I, I like that.
1: Yeah, there was a, like I said, there was a lot of little details they threw in there that that really made it uh, probably one of the more captivating family movies. Mm-hmm. You know, because it because they really did make it a family movie. There was like I said, something there for everybody. Um, even that, <laughs> even that, you know, the little I things.
0: Know. I mean, it was funny. Had a great story. Had good themes. And, I mean, the art style is gorgeous. I mean, again, Mm -hmm. it's the same people that did uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which I think is one of the most, like, beautiful animated movies out there. And I also think it's one of my favorites as well, not just because it's Spider-Man, but I think it's one of the best Spider-Man movies ever made. I'll I'll watch Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse controversially before I watch, like, Spider-Man Far From Home, or Spider-Man: Homecoming, and we don't even need to talk about the Amazing Spider-Man movies. No, because like that's way down there. But I, I would definitely watch into the Spider-Verse before I watch either one of the the Tom Holland ones again. I just I like it so much more. I think the story's better. I'm not going to say the Tobey Maguire ones because those have a special place in my heart. Heck, I mean, I think this was a great movie, and uh, I don't think I have anything else really to say about it. Um
1: yeah, I think I, the only thing I didn't really like about it was was what I already mentioned and like the dialogue in the in like there was some parts of like the beginning was kind of cringe, not going to lie. Uh some of the dialogue was really cringy, And and there was a little bit of that sprinkled throughout the film, but that's really the only thing I can really kind of gripe about. Um Excuse me, I was I was uh reading kind of like what the critics thought about it you know because i was curious because it's a very highly Mm -hmm. regarded animated film Mm -hmm. even by the critics right so um obviously like a lot of the messages came up and the message of social media and stuff and i feel like people i feel like it's i feel like the film was a bit easy to misinterpret at least most of it um because it's like it seemed like it was it was kind of saying that social media is like where, like technology is bad, but then also saying that um, adults just don't get it and that that kids the kids need it. It was kind of weird. Like I, I know like at the end it was very evident that the 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 thing was you know spend more time with your family. Yeah, put the which phone she down did. and spend more time with your friends. At family.
0: the end, it was a
1: lot of it. But most of the movie was spent with them on their phones, and it was like so what what are you trying to like. It seemed like the if I was kind of confused about the exact message they were trying to get across until, like, you know, the very, very and end I, of the I don't the movie. think
0: it's so much parents just don't get it. I think it's parents see things from their perspective, which is he saw his, he saw him, he saw everything from his perspective of he had this dream. He had it for a while, and then he lost it, and it was slightly devastating to him, and he didn't want his daughter to go through it. Like he was trying to protect her,
1: and he was he was super outdoorsy and he loved to be outside, loved to get his hands dirty. Yeah, it's dirty. just it, you
0: know very. I don't, I don't think it's necessarily different. like parents don't get it. I think just people are different, and it's not that he wasn't supportive of his daughter. He just he just is a different person. But again, by the end, he kind of like he understood how his daughter affects other people, which which I think that's positive, positive. and I also think it is. Slightly about, like, we need to interact as people, not through technology. All the time. Yeah,
1: go out and take a road trip. I've done that before. Oh, yeah,
0: I love just going out and going for a random drive. So, I don't know. Yeah, I don't have many complaints. Um, No, honestly, me either. That was pretty much it. I didn't even pick up on that.
1: And those are very minute. you, You
0: said it. I didn't even pick up on it. Maybe I'll pick up on it on my second... On my second viewing, but uh, um, I'm actually gonna give this movie a 9.5 Monchis out of 10. I thought it was great. <laughs> like I can't, all right. I can't really pick it apart too much. I think it, I like like to me a 9.5. A 10 is a perfect movie. And I don't like yeah. Like I think I think movies like uh a Jojo Rabbit. I I would give Jojo Rabbit a 10. I think that movie's absolutely perfect. I there, I don't think there's a flaw in there. I think everything about that movie is brilliant, and this is right up there. I don't know. Maybe over time I might give it a little bit higher, or a little bit lower. But this is my first reaction. It's a nine point yeah, five Monchis yeah. out of ten.
1: Yeah, we should um, we should we should talk about that one day. Like what our gold standard absolutely. for movies is. You know that'd be fun. So for me, um, with everything that was said. Really enjoyed it. You know, it's not often that I go out of my way to, to watch an animated film. I, I honestly can't remember the last one I watched at this point. But I think everything was done well, um, you know, just as well as it would have been done if it was live action, mm-hmm. you know. So that with all that, really, uh, I think, like, first reaction, you know, I'm definitely going to go back and watch this again, and maybe I'll, uh, you know, we'll see. Like you said, mebo gave it more, mebo gave it less. But I think just on first viewing, going through it, uh, I'll give it uh like eight and a half ethereums nice. out of ten
0: I mean that's still a really good that's still really good for you I mean we've been all over the place honestly in our reviews lately so
1: oh yeah all right so um really quick I have a surprise uh trivia Yay. for you the highest grossing animated films of all time and i i shouldn't have been as surprised as I was but like 85% of them, if not 90% are like Disney, Pixar <laughs> I was like, holy crap so so I thought, since that is common and since we both have watched quite a few of them I thought it would be interesting to see if you could guess uh, the top 5 highest grossing animated films not made
0: by Disney oh, or Pixar me. Oh, you're killing <laughs> yeah. me because I was ready to come in with Toy Story 3 <laughs> <laughs> It was already <laughs>
1: right. Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> so I thought that be that was tough. Like I, I couldn't have guessed. I mean, I maybe would have guessed one or two, but it's it's tough. So I yeah. thought it'd be a good challenge. Are we talking for you. adjusted gross income um,
0: or uh, just, just standard income?
1: So all, uh, mo- like all these movies have come out in the past like decade. So this is, this is,
0: total grossing worldwide today. Total grossing worldwide today, so not adjusted. Gotcha. Um, I mean, no. it's still
1: a lot of money <laughs> either way, whichever however you cut Let's it. Let's
0: put Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse.
1: No, oh, actually, okay. not not even close. Um, that movie did make a lot of money, but oof, these movies on this list made a mind-blowing amount of money. Oh God, this is gonna be hard. For um, me. um, think how many think attempts do I get? <laughs> how many attempts uh, am I getting? I mean, I want, I want to, I want to give you as much time as possible. Maybe okay. we'll do like a time limit. Okay. So you've got, uh, say, five minutes.
0: Okay. I can't Google. Is that fair? Yeah, I and I can't Google it.
1: No, I mean, uh, if you do, it will just come up right away. Oh, I know. <laughs> but all right, so I'll give you about five minutes. That should, you should get at least a couple of them. All they're right. pretty, uh, they're, they're pretty common. That's all I'm gonna say.
0: I'm sure one of the Ice Age movies are on there.
1: Okay. You're on the right track.
0: I don't know which one though.
1: Can you can you you don't know which one?
0: No, because I I saw the first Ice Age. I don't know the names of the other ones.
1: Well, okay, so I Ice I'll, Age I'll, I'll uh, Dawn
0: of the Dinosaurs. I th-
1: <laughs> Yeah, actually that. The that's the third movie in the Ice Age uh, films. And it is the fifth highest grossing animated film not made by Disney Pixar. Boom! Like 800, $886 dollars worldwide.
0: Okay. That's five. Yes. Mm. I'm trying to think of what Dreamworks I'm trying to think too. of like what DreamWorks like, has released.
1: Well, like popu- popular films are on this list. You know, ones that everyone that's watched an animated film knows, you know?
0: Well Shrek the Third didn't come out until that came out in like shrek the third came out in like 2009 so i don't think that's on here because you said they came out in like the last 10 years
1: well that was a that was a guesstimate
0: <laughs> wow you're really screwing with me all right because i was I, ready I, to tell say you, some shrek movies there you know i'll tell
1: you that i'll tell you i'll the, tell you the age of the oldest film yeah, the oldest that. film on here is 2004
0: shrek 2
1: yes that's number four i was i was already to see shrek
0: 2 and then you're like oh they came out in like the last 10 years <laughs> sure
1: <laughs> i mean most of them did uh. um but yeah shrek 2 number four on the top five 919 million dollars worldwide
0: how to so you train how to train your dragon 2 nope what
1: yeah i know are you kidding Crazy. me those
0: movies are are so good
1: I know, but there's there's a few that are a little bit more popular. How to Train
0: Your Dragon 3. mm How to Train Your nope. Dragon. I'm just going to start. Nope. List. okay. None of those. Boss. None of are that franchise. Are you kidding me? I'm not. Those what are some of the best ones I've seen.
1: But, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're good. It just
0: means that they've oh, made a lot of money. Oh, it doesn't mean they're good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go on that now. <laughs> oh, God. I'm thinking, okay? Dude. You
1: got two of them. You're almost halfway there.
0: I know. Yeah. Yeah. So I got Shrek two. I got Shrek two. What was the other one I got? Oh, Ice Age. Dinosaurs. Ice Age three.
1: Was there the was Dinosaurs, there another yeah.
0: Ice Age movie? Ice Age four.
1: No. None of no. That's that's. I'll give you a hint. That's the only Ice Age okay. film on there. Top five. Top five. Remember. Top what? five.
0: I don't know. Um. Killed me with the limitations.
1: So that's what I thought would get you.
0: Yeah. I'm impressed. I got two so far. Okay. Um. No, Monsters Inc. can't. No, Monsters University was Pixar, and I don't think that made that much anyway. So, Monsters University didn't make much. Incredibles two made some good money, but that is Pixar. Oh, it's Pixar.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, can't
0: do that. Um, can't do up. Can't do. I'm just thinking of Pixar. Why am I just thinking of Pixar?
1: Think of what's uh, wrong with me. Think of other, think of other, think of franchises. I'm think of other franchises. You know, like something popular everyone knows, very common.
0: Well, thanks. That's that's useful.
1: I mean, beyond beyond common. You,
0: you you're giving me a lot of hints here. You're giving me more hints than I gave you last week.
1: I mean, you're up to four minutes now. So
0: holy crap, beyond common. <laughs>
1: Yeah, like Near Bombardment. <laughs> if that doesn't give it away, then I don't know what else to tell you.
0: Transformers doesn't count. Uh, no. <laughs> beyond Bombardment. Yeah. You're going to say this one. I'm going to be PO'd.
1: You will. No, you will. You uh, boss Baby. Yeah. No, but you're in the right direction. Similar art style.
0: Similar art style? What'd you say? Similar art style, so I got boss. Yeah, Baby. Yeah, like the animation. The yeah, animation like was similar. Beyond yeah. bombardment.
1: All right, you're at five minutes. I'll give you one more guess. Okay.
0: Well, Boss Baby was the last one I hit. Uh oh, Secret Life of Pets. Nope. All right. Secret you Life want, of Pets.
1: No. Do you want to know what they are, or do you want to guess some more?
0: Uh, let me get one more in there. <laughs> All right. Beyond bombardment. That's the because Boss Baby is bombardment.
1: Oh yeah, see so you you see Boss Baby like everywhere on the internet, in Walmart, on T-shirts, memes, memes about memes.
0: <laughs> uh, I got one more guess.
1: Yep. Oof! You I got I, the two. I thought I'd get. I thought of another hint, but that really might give it away, though.
0: No, don't give it to me. <sighs>
1: think you're, you're thinking way too hard <laughs>
0: stop telling me i'm thinking <laughs> uh, boss baby two no <laughs> i don't freaking know i'm gone all right give them to you're me you're
1: not gonna i mean you're you're, you're I, not gonna I believe might, this I, and you're also gonna believe this the top three highest grossing animated films not made by well, Disney. Hang on, and Pixar. Start at the
0: bottom start at start at the bottom and give me the give me the amount they made.
1: Well okay. Well, I was gonna give you... me
0: worldwide amount.
1: Well, this is worldwide. Much... So so oh, number yeah, five was Ice Age, Dawn of the Dinosaurs. Eight hundred and eighty six million dollars worldwide. Mm-hmm. Shrek two, obviously one of the most popular animated films ever made. It's the best Shrek. Nine hundred and nineteen million dollars worldwide. And the last three, the top three, are all the same freaking franchise. Despicable Me 2 at $970 million worldwide.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Despicable Me 3 with $1.03 billion worldwide. And number one, Minions with $1.159 billion worldwide.
0: That movie's awful. Why?
1: Because it's so popular. That's why. Oh,
0: my God.
1: But I made another list.
0: Oh, my God.
1: That we can either just go through or you can guess. uh, Up to you.
0: What's this list? And I'll tell you.
1: So this is the highest grossing animated films of all time, period. And the funny thing is all five of them are Disney Pixar.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: (laughs) Yeah, or just Disney.
0: All right. So I got uh, on this one, I'll do some guesses. I got Toy Story 3.
1: Uh no, but another one of the Toy Stories was above that. Toy
0: Story Four.
1: Yep, Toy Story Four was above that.
0: Okay. Um We're gonna have Incredibles two. Yep. Is up on there?
1: No. Okay. Up is the up 24th twenty fourth highest grossing.
0: Oh wow. So these are all probably gonna be uh Lion King.
1: Yes, but which one?
0: Are you kidding me? The first one.
1: Okay. Cartoon or remake? Oh, cartoon. Nope. Twenty the really? twenty nineteen remake of The Lion King made this is the this is the highest grossing film animated film of all time. One point six five seven billion dollars.
0: I, I thought they said that was live action
1: technically not
0: (laughs) everyone was like it's a live action movie it's not it's It's cgi
1: it's still a a cartoon (laughs) technically yes
0: i had i got into so many arguments over (laughs) yeah but they look real it's still computers they didn't get this lion to walk around here
1: yeah the freaking far cry 5 looked really similar to the american uh south but it wasn't actually (laughs)
0: All right, just give them to me. I'm I'm done. I'm I'm so, I'm annoyed so, by that first one. You got me. So
1: number one highest is 2019 Lion King. Uh, number two, is Frozen two, one 1.4 trillion point
0: four trillion.
1: Uh, Frozen what? trillion. Oh, I'm sorry. That can't be trillion, dog. That can't be trillion. Sorry, billion. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, these are all billion. Um, okay. Sorry. Good call. Uh, Incredibles 2, point two. I was like, billion. holy cow, that should be above <laughs> Lion King. <laughs> no, right? That's a, a good uh, Yeah, it's a lot, a lot more. Um, yeah, Incredibles 2, which you got, uh, 1.2 billion. And then number five was Minions, uh,
0: 1.15. Oh, yeah. Why did I not guess that one again? But, then,
1: but number, number six, which was number five uh, a bit ago, I guess, is Toy Story 4. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I had to read the number a couple of times to make sure I wasn't reading trillion because I'm like, is that even possible?
0: Well, I mean, you d- you said trillion. <laughs> you said it. It's a lot of, of commas, number t- okay? Number one is uh, <laughs> 1.6 billion and number two is 1.4 trillion. <laughs> wow. Oh, numbers have changed. <laughs> right? Oh. oh, wow. All right. Yeah, well, there
1: are a lot of commas, all right? <laughs>
0: Oh, <laughs> math is hard. <laughs> <laughs> so next week we're gonna be watching uh, "Those Who Wish Me Dead" with Angelina Jolie, and uh, yeah, if any of you guys want to like uh, watch it with us, and by "with us" in quotation marks, I mean uh, you, you watch it yourself. Send us either an email uh, at Two Guys Media Team at gmail.com or you can just send us a a comment on Facebook or send us a message on Facebook. Um, Get in contact with us somehow. Yeah. Just let us know what your opinions were. Uh, We'd love to like hear them and be able to bring them onto this show. Ben, take it away.
1: Uh, Yeah. Please make sure to comment on our Facebook page. It's up now. It's live. I believe it's two guys podcast on Facebook and make sure you subscribe on whatever major po- uh, podcasting platform you prefer we're on everything from google P- google podcast uh, Castbox, spotify apple podcast uh, pretty much most of them you can find exactly the the list that i just uh, read off of on our website yeah and it's it's two guys in a movie dot transistor dot fm is that correct
0: That is correct.
1: Okay, yes, check us out there. I know it's kind of a long title, so I'll do it one more time. Two guys, T-W-O, guys, and a movie, dot transistor, dot FM. That's our website. You can find out where to check us out. Uh, We look forward to hearing what you guys thought of this movie this week, and we look forward, again, to more suggestions. I believe we got one this week. Um, Rick, if you'd like to tell us who that was.
0: Yes, and just real quick, um, you can also find our website on our Facebook page. Ah, uh, yes. If you if you click on the fa- if you click on the link on the Facebook page, just click subscribe, and you will see the list of everywhere that we are located. Um, we're still trying to grow and get more places, such as like iHeartRadio and other places like that. So we're still working on growing. So we did get a request last week. Thank you so much, um, from Lynn Parkhurst. And she says, I do have a movie suggestion for you. Jungle. It's an Amazon Prime. And it stars Daniel Radcliffe. This movie is amazing. I watched it like three times in a row. Then played it for anyone who came in the house for a month. Give it a watch and let me know what you think. So what we're going to do is once we kind of like start whittling down some of the movies that we have in our queue to watch here, we will definitely check out Jungle. Oh, yeah. Because we got our first request. So hopefully um, we're not going to check that out next week, but hopefully we can get to that within a week or two and we'll let you know and I will comment back and let you guys know when when we're going to get there. So... Again, thank you so much, and uh, again, subscribe, like, and comment, and share us with your friends, families, and if you don't like us, um, share us with your enemies. We like torturing people sometimes. Maybe they might like us. Who knows? All right. Have a good night, guys. Bye.